Shalom Aleichem, Kinderlech. The following story I read in a book, in a sefer, by Rebbe Fol Nachman Khan, Rebbe Yol Khan's father, who heard the story from a good friend, Rebbe Leib Friedman, who was present when the story took place. There's a, in Yerushalayim, there's a yeshiva called Yeshiva's Chaya Oilam. It's a yeshiva who's been there for many years. It's not a Hasidic yeshiva, but it's been there for many years, and many great people have come out of this yeshiva, have learned in that yeshiva. This story took place in the Tovshin Yuds, that means in the 1950s. The Rosh Hashiva of Chai Olam was a Yid, a Jew by the name of Reb Chaim Chaikel. I don't know his last name, but I only know his first name, Reb Chaim Chaikel. He was the Rosh Hashiva of Chai Olam. This Rosh Hashiva, unfortunately, suffered terribly on his legs. His legs got so bad that the doctors were afraid of some infections in the leg that can cause and can spread to the whole body. If it spreads to the whole body, it can be very dangerous. A person can die from it. But the doctor said, listen, it may be the only answer, the only way to save his life is to remove at least one leg. Maybe they may have to take off another leg. They're not sure yet. This Reb Chaim Chaikel was so weak, he couldn't walk on his feet because the weak feet was so bad. They were so sick, so ill. So he had to lie in bed most of the day. One day his son got married, so he wanted to come to the wedding, but he can't walk. So they, he asked that they take him in his bed, with his bed, to the wedding, to the chasana. During the wedding, people were dancing, many Rabbonim were there, and they were dancing and making simcha for the chasana and the kala. And during the chasana, the wedding, the, the Rosh Hashiva, Reb Chaim Chaikel, the father of the chasana, said, I'd like to say a few words. And they gave him the mic. And he told the following story. He says, I, many years ago, before the war, when I still lived in Europe, in Poland or Russia, there was a city called Shtutzin. Shtutzin was a yeshiva. There were 30 Talmudim in that yeshiva, and I was one of them. We learned very, really well. We learned a lot. We learned all the time, day and night. We still kept studying and learning all the time. In Shutzin, there was a man who was a shikr. A shikr means somebody who drinks, drinks all the time, nonstop. They called him Itcha the shikr. He would get drunk every day. He would drink a lot of wine, and then he would fall asleep on a bench in the shul, and then he would wake up and drink again and go back to sleep. Nobody bothered asking him where he lives. Nobody knew where he lived. They didn't know where his house was. Uh, nobody cared about him because he was just a shikar. The little kids, you know, used to love teasing him and laughing at him, but uh, nobody else cared, you know, cared to check on him and see who he is, what he is. Um, uh, and where he lives. Uh, Itcher the Shikr would usually spend his time in the shul where the yeshiva was. You know, the yeshiva was learning in the shul, in one of the shuls. 
and he loved to hang out in that shul. He would drink and sleep on a bench there. He knew all the Bachim in the yeshiva there by name. And so, day after day, one night, it was late at night, we were all learning in the Bismedrish in the shul. And a man, a Balagola, guy who had a wagon and a horse, he was riding with his horse and wagon. The wagon was full of stuff, merchandise that he was going to sell in another city. But unfortunately, his, 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 his horse fell down and the wagon turned over and all the merchandise fell out. And now the wagon fell, uh, uh, parts of the wagon fell on top of the horse and the horse was sort of couldn't breathe. And this man came into the shul, really, really crying, saying, begging the Bachem, please, please come and help me get the wagon straight up so the horse uh, could uh, stand up and he wouldn't choke. The Bachem um, were talking between each other, is it right for us to stop learning Torah, to help someone with a wagon and a horse? And they decided, no, according to Halacha, it's not appropriate to stop the learning. And they told him, we were sorry, find somebody else. He was very, very uh, disappointed and he was very upset and he went outside the shul. A few minutes later, suddenly, the Bachem here, um, Itcha, the Shikr, he was sleeping, but suddenly he's waking up and he's saying to the Bachem, you better go right now outside and help this, this Jew. He needs your help. Go outside and help him. And if you don't, you don't walk outside to help him, you might not be able to walk on your feet one day. That's all he said. And we laughed at him and said, you know, what are you? You know anything about Torah, about Allah? We decided that al Allah, we shouldn't stop learning in order to help a Jew in, in, his, in his problem with a horse and a wagon. Anyways, he didn't say any more. Few, like a half an hour passed and the wagon driver came back in crying again and begging us. He says he tried to find someone, he couldn't find anyone, and the horse is dying, he needs help. And we discussed it again, and then we came to the conclusion that maybe we should go. And we did. And we went outside, we helped him. But by the time we got there, the horse already died. It was too late. All right, the next morning, Itcher the Shikir comes to Shul, and I wasn't there. Uh, and he asked the Bachim, where is uh, Chaim Chaikal? And they told him he's out, he's, he's coming soon. Okay, Itcher went to lie down on the bench like he always did. And when I came to the Shul, my friends told me that Itcher the Shikir was asking about you, he, he wants to talk to you. So I went over to the bench and said to Itcher, what do you want, what, what, what can I do for you? And Itcher says, listen to me. Tonight, he says, he's going to die. Uh, sometime during the night. And I want someone to come to his house to be with him by Yitzhia's neshama. When his neshama goes away from the body, it's a very special thing to have someone there. Maybe to say, Shema Yisrael. He wanted somebody to be there. He's asking Chaim Chaikel to come to his house and be there all night and waiting for him to die. Uh, Chaim Chaikel looked at Itcher and says, Itcher, are you really joking or something? How do you know you're going to die tonight? And besides, I don't even know where you live. Nobody knows where you live. And Chaim Chaikel said, and uh, Itcher said, Itcher the Shikir said, 
You know, I live, if you go to the edge of the town, all the way to the end, there's like an old, half-destroyed building. This is where I live. You please come there tonight, and please be with me until my neshama goes away. I found it very strange, bizarre, but that night I decided, let me go. I took my Gemara with me. I thought, listen, I'll sit in his house, and I'll learn Gemara there. I went there, and I sat down on a, on a box, an old broken box, because there was nothing there in the house, no furniture. The broken box was like a chair for, for the house. And I saw Itcha lying down on boards on the floor, sleeping. So I started learning. After a few hours, I said, why am I sitting here? He's sleeping, and I'm just learning here in an old, half-destroyed building, house. And I decided to go and leave and go back to the Bismedrish, to the shul. But as I was getting up, Itcha woke up and said, please, no, 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 don't go away. Wait. I'm telling you, at 4 a.m., 4 o'clock in the morning, my neshama is going to leave. And please, he asked him another thing. He said, Chaim Chaikel, I ask you a favor. When, when I die, he says, tell the Rav and the Hever Kadisha that I asked that they bury me in the old cemetery, not at the new cemetery. The old cemetery where all the big Rabbanim from many years ago are buried, and I want them to bury me right next to this famous Goan and Tzaddik that was buried in that cemetery. Chaim Chaikel started laughing. He says, Itcha, you think they're going to bury you next to such a big Tzaddik? Usually, a place like this, they give to Rabbanim, to great Tzaddikim. Not going to put somebody who doesn't even put on tefillin. We never saw you wearing tefillin. And Itchy says, what? You think I'm not putting on tefillin? Go look in that box over there in the corner of the, of the house, of the room, and open it up. And I opened it up. I saw a beautiful set of tefillin. They said, yeah, but Itchy, listen. Even if I tell the Hebrew Kedisha that they should bury you in the old cemetery next to this big tzaddik, they're not going to listen to me. They're going to say the guy is crazy. So Itchy said, you know what? Here's another box right there in the room. Open it up. You'll find all my writings of Torah and Kabbalah, and you'll show it to the Rav and the Chavar Kedisha, and they'll know that they need to do this. Chaim went over to the box, he opened it up, picked up the pages, couldn't believe his eyes. A lot of Kabbalah and deep in, deep in Yonim of Torah, he realized that Chaim Chaikal was actually, uh, that Itcha was nothing else but a tzaddik dister, a hidden tzaddik that nobody knew. People thought he was just a shikha drinking all day, but really he was a very holy man. Four o'clock in the morning, exactly, that's when his neshama left. I ran to the Rav and the Chavikadish, I showed him the, 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 the hands, the handwriting and the papers that I took from, from Itchi's house, and I showed him who Itchi was, and everybody realized Itchi was like a tzaddik nister. But he said, we can't bury him next to this big tzaddik in the old cemetery. The old cemetery is already full. There's no room. That's why we have a new cemetery. We haven't used the old cemetery in many years. There's no room to bury people there. But we decided to go look anyways, and we were so amazed and surprised when we saw that next to this tzaddik that he wanted to be buried, there was actually an empty space. Nobody knows how it happened. Was the space there all along? Did it just happen by a nest? Nobody knows. All they knew is that suddenly there was this, this one little space that they found right next to the tzaddik. The whole city heard about it, and it was everybody was talking about this. Wow, each of the shikir is a tzaddik nister. 
he knew he has to be buried next to this tzaddik in the old cemetery, and they found a space just for him, and they buried him there. There was a big levaya. Everybody came because everybody realized that nobody knew who he really was. The Rosh Hashiva of Chayyim who told this story, all about him, he started crying. He said, "This Icha, the Shikar, who was a tzaddik nister, when he cursed us and said, because we're not going out to help this Jew with his wagon and a horse, we may not be able to walk ourselves later." And I think this is his curse is why I am having problems with my legs and I can't walk. And he cried and cried. Everybody at the wedding cried with him and they felt bad for him. This is Reb Leib Friedman who told the story to Reb Fol, Khan was there at the wedding and he felt terrible. He also felt very bad for the Rosh Hashiva and he decided to write to the Rebbe. It was Tovshin Yudalat, he wrote to the Rebbe. He was at a wedding, there was his Rosh Hashiva, told this terrible story and Rebbe, please, maybe the Rebbe can daven for him. He give a bracham. He got an answer back from the Rebbe to go to the Rosh Hashiva and tell him that if he promises to learn chitas every day the way the previous Rebbe instituted and, and made us do it, and he does it every day, and he also tells other people, his Talmidim, to do chitas, then in the schus of the Friedrich Rebbe and following his instructions, the Rebbe promises that he will be able to walk and he will not have to take off his legs. Beleib Friedman said, I ran to the house of the Rosh Hashiva, I showed him the letter, and he started crying. He got so emotional. He started kissing the letter. He said, please, let me hold the letter for a little while, for, for, a, few, for a few weeks. I'll give it back to you, but I promise I will do chitas every day, and I will tell everybody to do it too. Beleib says, I went back to visit the Rosh Hashiva six months later, and I couldn't believe my eyes. He was sitting at the table. He was walking around like a regular person. He was getting better and better every day. And that's the story that Reb Folekan mentions in his Sefer that he heard from Reb Leib Friedman. Zeit gesund.